Hi, and welcome to Being Her podcast. I want to thank you all for being here. And um, we're going to get started with a topic today that as um, an attorney who deals in family law, I've seen on a regular basis be highly contentious for some of my clients. Um, as many of you know, a lot, the majority of my clients are women, they are female. And so this topic um, really hits home for a lot of women who usually have what we call primary or sole legal custody of their children. And so the topic today is what do I, what can I do or what do I do, you know, when he doesn't pay child support. And what I want everyone to understand is that this is not, um, you know, one of those episodes where we're questioning whether or not a man should support a child or a spouse should support a child. Um, this is more in line with trying to get women to see the importance of um, plan B's and having uh, alternatives. And it may ruffle feathers a little bit, but I think it's an important conversation that needs to be had. So in order to start this off, I want to just pro provide some basic information from some research that I found. Um, it's from the regular receipt of child support, and it looks at the year of 2017 from current population reports with the census. So in January 2022, it came out with, um, with these numbers. Um, it says that of parents with children under the age of 21 who had non-resident parents, just over one quarter, and that's 27.5% received child support payments in 2017. Now that receipt of child support was strongly associated with whether or not um, there had been an agreement for that parent to receive um, payments. And about two thirds, which is 68.7% of those parents who received child support received regular payments from the other parent while the remaining third received regular or, or no payments at all. Uh, also states that parents who had uh, ever been married or who had higher levels of education were more likely to receive child support payments. But this is an interesting um, number. The median annual child support received amounted to 3000 $328 for the parents who were receiving any support. $3,328 per year for child support. Now, I, I look at that number and, and, you, and you think, what in the world? right? How are we able to afford to take care of children on $3,000 worth of assistance? 
Okay, that's a good question. When that is all that the majority of these individuals are receiving. So when there are, and I can tell you there are many days of court, I know um, in the circuit that I'm in, uh, that my office is located in, there's a weekly child support court um, and it, it runs multiple days and there are usually 50, 60 individuals that are running through that court when that court time comes through. So child support enforcement has become a huge thing in the United States of America. People running down these payments from what, who they call deadbeat parents. I don't like to use that word, um, but from individuals who won't pay their child support. And the majority of people who end up paying child support are men. We know that. And so we know there are opportunities for, you know, someone and routes to go for someone to try to collect child support. They can, um, if it's by a court order, of course, you can seek contempt or rule to show cause and try to get the court to make them pay. You can ask them to pay through the court so that the, the clerk's office or the state disbursement unit, some of them call, can collect the child support and kind of keep keep up with those things. You can ask that their wages are garnished so it comes directly out of a paycheck. And then what happens is kind of a, a snowball effect if they continue not to pay. Of course, you know, you garnish wages, then you withhold tax refunds, and then you suspend a license or you throw them in jail. Or um, there are instances where they've taken passports um, and, and not allowed a person to travel outside you know of the country so it just kind of sort of depends on how far things are are progressing um but unfortunately if you have someone that is not going to pay you I, you know i've heard situations in where individuals say you know what i'll i'll quit my job and 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 get paid under the table and they never pay um, child support that happens quite often. And you may just have to come to terms with the fact that you cannot expect child support payments that are consistent or at all. And you have to understand that you are not alone in this fight. The Office of Child Support Enforcement found in 2009 that parents were owed $108 billion in back child support payments. $108 billion dollars. And if we think back to that number that I mentioned, the $3,000 that is the average that people are receiving or that women are receiving, yes, some money is better than no money, but how are you using that to help assist to raise the child and cover overall expenses that that child may need. So perhaps the best option for you at this time is to focus on how you can cover your monthly expenses without depending on child support. 
And I know that may seem so far-fetched and it may seem, oh, you know, women are always trying, having to, you know, shoulder it all. But what you can do is, you know, if, if the check comes great, that money, you know, you could put it aside, put it in a child's college savings fund or some kind of savings fund or buy a few groceries or whatever it is. But in the meantime, let's try to put yourself into a situation where you don't desperately need the child support payment each month. And that may mean that you need to go and work with a financial advisor to help you figure out and budget and to really look at that at your finances. Um, a lot of people don't think that financial advisors are for them, especially if they feel as though, you know, they feel like financial advisors are for people that have money or who or who are wealthy. However, a financial advisor can help you take what you have, talk to you about your finances, talk to you about your budget, help you get a plan in place so that you can get on a road to some kind of financial security. And that's what we want. Um, that's where I want women to go. Uh, that's a place of, um, of safety. That's a place of security. And it's not a place of dependence. Yes, um, we, we can uh, continue to, to miss time out of work, to go to court, to continue to try to seek this child support and hold an individual um, accountable and send them to jail, which I, I quite often don't understand how going sending someone to jail would be um, beneficial because then they're not able to work and pay child support. And I've, you know, I've, I've heard women or other people say, well, the family members will come up to come up with it. Somebody will come up with it. And I understand that, you know, it takes money to raise, to raise children, but it's not the family member's responsibility um, necessarily. It's the person, the people who make the, the child. So if that person is supposed to be, being held accountable and they have a job and and now they're in jail and then they lose that job because then they can't you know they can't pay child support at all and it's almost starting all over again so my hope with this podcast is with this podcast episode is that there's some thought put into um a woman who may be in that situation but looking for a way that they're not dependent on that child support money that comes through because there's no sure uh, sure way to make sure that that person is going to pay and there's no guarantee that you would ever receive all of your back child support payments i have had friends um, and i have colleagues that that i know that their parents we're supposed to pay child support and they're still due twenty, thirty thousand dollars And I mean individuals who are in their late 20s, early 30s and have families of their own now who never were able to recoup that money. So how can we do that? How can we, you know, how can we ensure that we as, as women, we get our financial lives in order so that if we're going through a divorce or if we have a child and, and, and there's an establishment of child support that 
but child support is used as a mean, um, just as a buffer, but not as a primary. Now, I will tell you um, just some basic information that there have been instances where the federal government has gone in and intervened on some child support payments. Um, and it goes through the U.S. Office of the Inspector General where the parent has refused to pay child support for over a year. There's an amount more than $5,000 due or where the um, non-custodial parent, that's a parent that doesn't have like primary custody, travels to another state or another country trying to avoid paying. And there's a punishment that includes a fine and up to six months imprisonment. Um, and that if that's the first offense, the second offense can be um, where the child support hasn't been, you know, in paid for two years or more and owing $10,000 or more. And that fine can be up to $250,000 or two years in in prison or both so what um they call it the 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 status of the oig deadbeats um you know kind of it's called project save our children and so they're um an agency that's forced and that's um, a task force dedicated to investigating and prosecuting those worst case scenarios and looking at worst case scenarios, I would think anyone that is due child support and is not receiving it and really depending on that money to support and raise a child would say, hey, my case is a worst case scenario. Well, what can I do to to do this? So, of course, you know, creating a budget. Um, you want to prepare how you use any refund that you get at tax time. Um, you know, there can be, uh, to me, when, when people get a lot of uh, refund back, sometimes we don't make the most of that and use that in a way that's most beneficial to us. Um, that could go back into your budget, back into planning, back into, you know, invest, investing, those kind of things. Do you have an estate plan established just in case something happens? Um, do you look at how you're spending when you're talking about your budget and cutting any kind of credit cards or, or um, looking at your budget and really honoring your budget? Because you could do a budget, but you, you've got to honor it. So if you say this month, I'm only going to spend, you know, $250 on, you know, things that I want to do. and um, for entertainment and then you end up spending, you know, five, $600, you haven't honored your plan. You haven't honored that budget. So you can look at those things, um, learn about investing or talk to your financial planner, get a financial planner, talk about investing, talk about, you know, what can I do to do to, to better my um, financial situation? I want to be more financially secure. I'm moving into that arena. Talk to your kids about money. You know, children are never um, too young to learn about financial literacy. And that also may help you and have everyone in your household on one accord when it comes to those things. A lot of things we need to do takes more mindset work, looking at your money fears. Um, a lot of our views about money come from how we were raised and things that we we experienced 
um, around money and lifestyle or, or haves and, and not having, and we, we bring that with us into our adult, adulthood and shop smart. Um, so you want to make sure that you're able to do all of those things in order to help you move more into a better financial situation. So I, I know this was a short episode, but I, I wanted it to be more of a kind of, you know, food for thought, you know, let's, let's, let's try to move away from being dependent on those, on those types of things. Um, another topic that could also fall into this arena or area is when a woman is expecting alimony. And what if he doesn't pay alimony? Let's look at those ways we can become more financially independent um, and being able to set ourselves and our, and our families up for better financial situations um, and be positive about it. And then sometimes we have to just say, you know what? He's not going to pay. He's just not going to pay. And I'm not going to be able to, you know, I've done everything I could. I've gone to court. Um, he's left. I don't know where he is. All of that can happen. He's quit a job. And you never see the money. $108 billion in back child support is a lot of money. And, um, like I said before, you are not the only one who's gone through this, who's been through this, who's going through this. You won't be the first, you won't be the last. But what we can do is we as women can start to move in a different way. We can do it differently. Not that we shouldn't hold them accountable, but not that we should be so dependent on that, that it consumes us. And that is troubling. There have been times I've been at child support uh, enforcement court and seen uh, literally physical fights, arguing, screaming, yelling, because the emotion and the tension is so high. And there are a number of reasons why that's so. But if we are the ones who are having to um, make the final determination. You do what you have to do for accountability's sake, but then you move on because emotionally it's keeping you in a bad place. You carry that emotion. You're at the height of your emotion. There's anger there. Um, a child senses those things, but your body also senses it. Sometimes it's better to do what you need to do, let the system do what it's doing, and then you, you march on, you move forward because better is yet to come for you. And you really can't think the way you need to think and you can't move the way you need to move when you're moving with such emotion and anger behind it. You tend to do things in a way that doesn't benefit anyone really but this isn't about them. This is about you. This is about your children. Let's put you in a better place. Let's put your mind more at peace. Yes, accountability, but don't stew in it. Don't sit there. Let's move on 
and let's come up with our plan B so that we are in a better financial situation. Even if we know it's going to take us some years to get there, let's start moving down the road. Thanks for joining me this afternoon. I appreciate it and I'll see you next time.